talking about in the end is The Walking Dead. We're not going to start here. This is my second recording. I've actually messed because I messed up total first one. I don't know what I did. I didn't record it. Didn't record it properly. Didn't have my graphics up. It was just way off. So this is my second one, the real one. So we're going to go through my Twitter feed. And the first thing I'm going to talk about is this person here is an angry Trump supporter. Why is she angry? She is angry because someone was expressing the First Amendment. She was just like, she supports this person here, which is this person. This person, she, this person is inciting anger towards his supporters against the media because he doesn't like what the media says out of what one of our hallmarks of freedom is freedom of the press. And when you constantly say that the media is the enemy of the people, when you constantly say that the enemy is that the, the uh, media is fake news, and we're going to go into actually what is really actually fake news in a minute. But when you say the media is fake news, then you create people who have what I say is a lower IQ and they end up doing this. And they, they just so full of anger, so full of vitriol. And what's going to happen next is that this is the first stage. When you have someone so angry, so weird, like for, like for example, you have some conspiracy theorists over the last election cycle said that there was a local pizza place here in D.C. on Connecticut Avenue, a family pizza place, and they tried to spread some kind of rumor that there was a hub of some sexual child trafficking thing, and it wasn't. And a person came into that pizza restaurant with the AR-15 looking to free these kids when and, and they actually shot a, a, a shot the gun inside the place through the roof while people were there. And so these people hear this and they listen to it and this is how they react. So what so what is she angry about? She's angry that the, the press is there reporting on all the things that's, that's going on. And that without freedom of the press, which is a hallmark of our democracy freedom throughout the world, that we have nothing to check this government. And on top of that, America is the beacon of freedom throughout the world so that other journalists who are overseas, they get treated compared to how we treat our journalists here. We are the standard bearers for the world when it comes to freedom. If we start to pull back on that freedom, we give other dictators the green light and the um, motivation to really clamp down on their freedoms in their country. Because once again, we are the standard in currency and we are the standard in morality. And if our morality starts to go down, it affects the entire world. America is the light of the world, which it is. Sorry, but it is. But if we lose that morality, then the rest of the world will also um, reflect that. So um, freedom of the press and why she's so angry is because the press is, is actually reporting on... Uh, let's see on what's happening here. So what's happening here is we actually have Trump has 4,229 4, false claims in 558 days. He's averaging 7.6 lies a day. How do you like, what is going on with you? And that's what he says in public. Can you imagine what he's saying to himself? As a matter of fact, I honestly think that Trump lies so much that he's starting to believe his own lies. So to him, he's not lying. To him, he is positioning the chair. When I say the chair, what am I referring to? Six years ago, when Barack Obama was doing so great that they had to put a fake Obama when Clint Eastwood came up with a fake chair so that they can fit their narrative of what Obama was. 
And from that point on, the, it's like conservatives have an alternate reality and the rest of the world has has, has what the truth is. Now, alter, and that alternate reality, they say it so much over and over and over and over again that they actually start to believe it. And what's happening is that the rest of the world is starting to see that this isn't, he what he's saying isn't true. I mean, it, what he's saying is just factually not true. For example, the economy. He says that this is the best economy that he's had in the past whatever, whatever years. The GDP was 4.1%. That GDP ranking was fifth best under Obama. Obama had four better GDP rankings during that time period that he was president. Okay, so it's not the best economy in the past 20 years. It's not. Sorry, but it isn't. You know, so we have a conservative party that is supporting a lying president who, if I was him, I would think I was doing something right, too. If I have all these church people and all these conservatives and these pastors not saying anything, I'm saying what I want to say, this craziness I'm saying, and they're like backing me all the way. And I don't understand. Well, I do understand, but that's another thing. I'm not going to all the reasons why, because it's a whole other podcast, but they're backing him because he supports certain positions that they support. So it's like if you support position A, position B, position C, then you have carte blanche to do whatever you want to do and uh, positions D through Z, it doesn't matter. As long as you maintain your position for A, B, and C. What is A, B, and C? Israel, abortion, and, uh, yeah, Israel, abortion, and, oh, yeah, keep America the way it is right now. And that's code for what I'm saying was keep America the way it is right now. So if you support those three, then it doesn't matter how many lines you say. It doesn't matter what you do because those three are the most important three. Those three override everything else. Those three are the trump cards in the conservative house of spades is that if you have those three issues in your hand, then you have the ability to just do anything you want to do. And we're seeing the results of that today. So that being said, let's go to our next story. And this is, once again, this is off my Twitter. I have retweeted all these at JFunds1. So if you want to read these at uh, JFunds1. Uh, here we go. The ballot box. We are going through hell and high water to have IDs for to vote to protect the ballot. But when we actually have someone attacking our ballot box, trying to hack it, change it, alter it, we don't have a plan for that. So the Democrats put together a $250 million allocation to, for states to spend to protect, their, uh, to protect the votes. And what did the Republicans do? They voted it down. So <clears throat> they voted it down because what? Is the ballot box important or, or is it important? We try to have voter ID. Some people say, well, we need voter ID. Let me tell you something. When I went to vote, I had to tell them what my name was, my social security number, or date of birth and address. If someone were to try to t impersonate me, they would have to know that I wasn't going to vote that day, and they would have to have all my personal information. And if they had all that, then they would have to also know that for 20 more people and they would have to travel to 20 more different locations to put in 20 false votes. How many motivated people do you think would memorize 20 people's identity 
hope they don't vote that day. Go vote for them just to try to change the votes. People don't like to vote in the first place. People don't respect voting as it is today. We have the lowest voter participation in any, in any civilized nation. I've actually had arguments with smart, intelligent, I know this sounds funny, smart, intelligent conservatives that they actually think that people are going around impersonating uh, all these different people to try to change the vote. And I'm like, there's no way possible. You're not going to find a group of people that wants to do that because one, you have to do it thousands of times to have any effect. Two, it's just too hard to do. I can't vote twice in the same location. The moment I try to go vote and then turn around and vote again, I'm, I'm immediately flagged. So anyone trying to impersonate me is immediately flagged. So all that being said, why aren't we trying to protect our voters? our voter box. Why don't we have a cybersecurity professional that's coordinating the efforts between government and private industry to try to protect our vote? We are leaving ourselves with all, with all the intelligence saying that Russia is trying to hack our elections. We don't have any specific plan to combat it or to take care of it. That's, that's headed, that's headed by the executive office. That is disturbing. And that's what's on my timeline. So let me move on to the next one because this is disturbing. All right, um, let's see. Our, our next thing we're going to go on our timeline is, I call this pizza guy. Now, who is this guy? This guy was delivering pizzas. He was supposed to be out of here in 2010, but he stayed. He worked. He paid taxes. He married an American citizen. He has two daughters. And the judge declared that the zero tolerance policy, uh, the, the zero tolerance policy is cruel, and it hurts families. This person is working, paying taxes. He's contributing to society. Why try to deport him? What are you doing trying to kill a family? You're literally killing a family, deporting this guy. I mean, what? there is no logical reason why you want to deport someone that's already working, contributing, doesn't have a criminal record, and has a family. The conservative movement always says that we are family oriented. We're, 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 that's why we're against abortion. We're for the family. Well, this guy has two kids and you're trying to abort his family is what you're doing is when you turn his family apart. It, it's all the name of what? Trying to keep America the way it is. They want to keep America the way it is with the ratio it is. And so to, to everyone speak English, everyone look the same way. Everyone worship the same way because they're comfortable with the way it is and they're scared for change, but you cannot, this change is happening. Change is happening. I'm sorry, but this is, this is cruel. And this the zero tolerance policy. We need to vote November so we can change these policies. So I have, for, for those of you on the podcast, I am referring to pizza guy and pizza guy was a guy who was delivering pizzas in New York and someone called immigration on him and they did a background check and it came and arrested him and took him away from his family for 50 days. He has two beautiful girls. Imagine that we are treating immigrants like they're less than human. We're treating them like they're animals. We cannot do that. We cannot do that. They are our brothers. They are our sisters. They are us. We are a nation of immigrants. You cannot hide behind the definition of legal or illegal, how you treat someone then let's change the laws then to make it legal. And I guarantee you, once we change the law to make it legal, then there'll be something else 
that you're against or something, you know, they're illegal, but uh, it's something. No, let's change the law and let's treat them like they're us because they are us. So all that being said, uh, time to go to something more interesting, more fun. Um, I can't wait. What am I watching? I can't wait till this comes up. The Walking Dead. Now, The Walking Dead, <laughs> Rick Grimes, is. Th- th- this will be his last season. And I'm kind of, after nine seasons, I'm kind of ready for him to go. But this is also Maggie's last season. All of a sudden, Maggie, for those of you, for those of you who watch The Walking Dead, you might ask why I like The Walking Dead. Because I like to see how people react in stressful situations. And zombies are just a stressor that's always present to try to add stress to a situation. So I, that's why I like it. Um, people like Maggie for some reason. Like, she's a great character, but I don't have to have her there. I'm sorry, I don't. I, I know that's a, a minority opinion. Rick Grimes is great, but after nine seasons, I'm kind of want to see other people, you know, take his place. So I'm ready for season nine to come. I'm ready. I'm ready to lose Rick Grimes and Maggie. I'm ready for Daryl to step up. I'm ready for other characters to step up to see what we have. I'm actually, re- I'm actually ready for the the new uh, antagonist, which will be the um, the Whisperers. Now you might see who you might say who the whispers are. The whispers are, according to the comic book, because I read the comic book, I will have to say that their reign of terror was twice that of Negan. At least Negan was trying to do something, like help the people. The whispers ain't trying to help anybody. They are straight out of imagine imagine a bunch of Jason from Friday the 13th running around um, with a bunch of zombies and they acting in together terrorizing the whole landscape i mean these are this the next group is scary trust me on that so i can't wait to see how they how they're going to be portrayed on tv so what i'm watching to to wrap this uh wrap this bad boy up is i am watching the uh preview for the walking dead season nine it's on youtube and pay attention to the last three seconds. You, you think it's just zombies, but they are actually saying, where are they? It is so chilling. You have to have to watch it. YouTube, see uh, uh, The Walking Dead Season 9. Watch it. And that's the um, edition for this podcast today. I'm going to have guests on here. I'm going to have other things happen. Uh This is the timing of it. So I look forward to talking with you tomorrow and I am out.